Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, Brandon Scott comes with three and three. Three positions to feel good about, three positions to feel bad about. Offseason upon us, live trip to the Combine coming up uh, in an hour with Cody Stutes. By the way, uh, the D linemen are getting work in today. Oh, boy. That could be a position of interest for the Houston Texans. Uh, let's start with the good, though. Good news first. Three positions Brandon Scott claims that he feels good about. Brandon, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Glad. He said claims. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I do feel good about these. And I like that we're going positive first because we okay. can get into the negative a little bit later. But I like we're going positive first. I do feel good about these three positions. And I think overall, maybe generally, I'd say I felt good or have felt good about what the Texans have in front of them this offseason, the mm-hmm. moves that they're going to make, the people that they have in charge of making the decisions. So overall, I would say I feel good. But when I nail it down to specific positions, I feel better or best about these three as opposed to the other three we'll talk about later. All right, let's start with number one. What are you feeling good about? All right. Numero uno. Yeah, man. Numero uno. (laughs) It's going to be the running backs. It's the running backs because either one or two things is happening, and this is based off of. Wait a minute. No, listen. <laughs> but he's, say, he's saying the path to improvement yeah, is very yeah, clear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking. Feel me, good about the position group moving forward. I feel good about the position group, but more so than anything, I feel good about, let's call it their strategy or their plan on addressing it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm not breaking new ground, and it's not controversial here. We'll look, probably agree that they need to upgrade the running back position. They need to do something about that position. I think we're all on the same page there. Yeah. But based off of listening to D'Amico Ryans a couple of days ago and then Nick Casario echo- echoing some of what D'Amico Ryans had to say when he talked yesterday, it does feel like they are cognizant of the running back position and their need to upgrade, but also where Devin Singletary could fall in line with all of it. And I feel like based off of hearing them talk, there is a priority 
in bringing Devin Singletary back or somebody of that caliber to be reliable in the running back room, but mm-hmm. also a need and understanding for upgrading that position overall. So I, I came away from listening to them the last couple of days, mm-hmm. feeling like there is a good chance that they bring back Devin Singletary, but also a good chance that one way or another, no matter which plan it is, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, uh, Derrick Henry, whatever actual mm-hmm. running back you like, I feel like there's going to be an, a, an option or a, deci- a decision made there and bringing in a running back that's going to upgrade the position. Yeah. I, I felt that. I would say there's light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the running back position. So I see where your head's at. Where are you at on the Saquon thing? I heard the uh, the morning show, the uh, Strongman Barkley, I mean, Saquon Barkley uh, segment that they did this morning. Um, where are you at on Saquon? You know, I just I think that Saquon is clearly the best running back that's available on the market. The, the Out of the running backs that they could go acquire, mm-hmm. to me, Saquon Barkley is the best one. I do believe that. Now, I came in here... I guess it was maybe two, three weeks ago now and was on the Derrick Henry thing. And I know John uh, Lopez kind of barked at that a little bit. And, and, I, and I get it. Henry is the oldest one, the most uh, well, has the most tread on the tire. Least. Uh, or the least. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I said most. I meant least. Mm-hmm. The least tread on the tire. Uh, the most wear and tear on the tire yeah, is maybe yeah. where, what I was going for there. But I also feel like the bang for the buck, the price that you could get for Derrick Henry. Sure. Yeah, it's a sure. good. Yeah. He, he, I think he, it's good. That would be my top. I think when we're talking about smart money, what's the best way? I still think that that's the smartest way. Give Derrick Henry a one to two year deal, you know, that's somewhere around that nice 10 to $12 million average annual value, but it's only like, you know, 13 to $15 million guaranteed. Like I would give Derrick Henry right now two years, 20 million. Here's $14 million guaranteed. Let's go win the Super Bowl next year. All right, number two. So you feel good about the running back, not necessarily because of what they currently got, but because of the plan of the plan and the clear opportunity to improve the position. Number two. Numero dos. All right, man. Number two, defensive line. Oh, wow. Like, I'm I'm just going to go ahead. I was going to say edge rusher, but Mm -hmm. let's just just call it defensive line slash pass rusher in general. Okay. Jonathan Jonathan Grenard is another high, and this is the one that I think I'm most conflicted on because I like Jonathan Grenard a lot, a lot, probably yeah. more than most. Yeah, but I do agree with I think a point that Landry has made, which is like the the franchise tag figure. What is it? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, like I, I do agree that that is a that is an astronomical number and figure for Jonathan Grenard, who again I like a lot, but yeah. he's really only had that one great. Maybe two really good years mm-hmm. and that one special year being this past year. But I feel like, kind of similar to the running back situation. I feel like they understand that they either have to bring back Jonathan Grenard, and if they don't, the only other option is to get somebody that's comparable or better. Yeah. Like they can't, you cannot have messaging that is everything starts up front. How much they value the defensive line, but then go through the offseason and letting your most productive defensive lineman go and not have an adequate replacement. So I I cannot see, based off of how they've talked about Jonathan Grenard and based off of the production that we saw from him last season, I cannot picture a scenario where he is either not brought back in some form or fashion or they don't go get you know, Daniil Hunter, like they're not going to go get Brian Burns, but you know what I'm saying? Chase Young is the guy. I Chase, think Chase Young. That's a one year. That, uh, I call him the new clowny. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of at. But where, I like it. Yeah. He could play his yeah. way into, but but it's a one year deal and he can either play his way into getting paid somewhere or he can play his way into just 
signing one-year deals for yeah. perpetuity, ten yeah. million plus yeah. Yeah. for the remainder of his career, which I is feel good like to live. And you should I, get that on a discount too. I, I, I feel like, uh, and, and Nick Casario said this a couple of times, at least maybe more. Uh, we'll see what the market dictates. Yeah, I feel like he's talking about Jonathan Grenard. Yeah, I, I really do. I feel like he's like, yeah, we want him. Kind of, I think he's right in line with what you're saying. You know, yeah, it would be really good. We really like him. He's really good, and and. Let's see what the market dictates, though, because we're not going to get stupid here. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case. Yeah. And I mean, that just makes sense. That's how free agency works. But yeah. that's especially the case, I think, for really all of the Texans, like incumbent free agents that we're going to discuss. But more so him because his price is going to be The high. most. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, I, I 100% believe that. So what I'm what I'm sensing here, Brandon Scott in the building here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. And, and I'm, not, I'm not the uh, king of diagnosing or assessing – Mindsets, but what what, uh, what I'm gathering here from Brandon Scott, the two positions that he feels best about right now, is he has a strong trust in this organization. Sure. Because on paper, these might be your biggest concerns, but I think Brandon is encouraged that the organization has acknowledged that these are concerns and the opportunity to improve them is there. So what I'm sensing right now, B. Scott, is that you're not just looking at the roster and saying they have this, this, this. Right. You're saying, I trust the organization and – these needs are realistic to fix. Well, and on these two specific positions, they don't have this, this, and this. They ain't got this, that, or nothing. I mean, they got Will Anderson, I get it, but you need two edge rushers, obviously. And, I mean, the, the running back is Damian Pierce right now. So you, you figure they're going to do something about that. Now, I'll, 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 I'll add here, I have not gotten to the <laughs> to the positions that I don't feel good yeah, about. When we talk about trusting trust the organization. <laughs> so, but I do have a third one that I feel yeah. good about. All right, number three. Numero tres. Wide receiver, man. Mm-hmm. Look, I, hey, I got giddy listening. And I couldn't hear the question exactly. And I'm not sure if the transcript actually gave me the full context or content of the question itself. Yeah. But when I heard D'Amico Ryan's just flat out saying hey we need separators I, we're looking me for too. separators first thing that jumped and, out at me and he said if you've got that one redeeming i can't remember if you said quality or tra- or trait mm-hmm. but he said if you got that one redeeming thing basically where you can separate we got a spot for you on this team yeah. and that to me the reason i would say this is the one i feel the best about because mm-hmm. and they do have some options there they do have some players at wide receiver obviously but it seems like D'Amico Ryans is more of the line of thinking that you guys have been on this show and I've been in lockstep with you of, hey, yeah, you got a couple of good receivers, but that doesn't necessarily make it a position of strength because when one of those guys goes down, yeah. the the group all of a sudden looks really, really thin. And and they go down. Yeah, and they go and down. They, they go down. And how could you, how could you have too many weapons? I've never heard of such a thing. Man, I don't know what to do with welcome all these guys to, to throw welcome, the ball to. Welcome to In the Loop. What the <laughs> hell is that about even? So so to me, I, I appreciated hearing D'Amico talk about it. And again, Nick Asario, I thought, echoed it for the most part. But it sounds like they understand that they need to be better at that position, despite the fact that they got two guys that look like they could be studs at all the three position of these, already. All three of these spots, running back, defensive line, wide receiver, the reason you feel good is because they they they're not handcuffed, right? You know, with, with contracts like the offensive line, or and and they're not also except for the wide receiver position, which they could. They you don't have to spend a mint to to bolster it. It can be a draft pick, or it can be like a Derrick Henry, which is one year, or like a Josh Jacobs, which is three years at twelve or or, or thirteen. Uh, and in the defensive line, you can get a Chase Young on a short term. Co- so you're not handcuffed. 
and you're not going to spend a mint. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love it. I, I think the, I've been saying it. So much opportunity right there in front of them. Some of the guys that they can bring back. Some of the guys that they can go out there and get. I, I'm just, I'm loving this position that they are in. And those three specific positions, I can't help but feel good about. Brandon Scott with us here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. So that's the three that you feel good about. Running yeah. back, wide out, D-line. What do you feel bad about? Let's start with number one. Positions, B. Scott doesn't feel great. Numero uno. Let's start with tight end. Your, one of your favorite positions to criticize on this squad with this organization, Landry. Tight end, a position that they have been, I think you can fairly say, negligent with over the last several years or over the course of several years until last year when they brought in Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. Y'all heard D'Amico Ryan's talking about Dalton Schultz, and this has been picked apart on all the shows at this point, I feel like. He ain't really sound like he really sound like he was in love with Dalton Schultz. I know C when He C, made it clear pass game. That was my favorite thing that D'Amico said. He yeah. said Dalton helped us in the pass game. And it wasn't, man, do we have it wasn't just that he said the pass game. It was the way, it was the tone and inflection of it was the first sentence made that he some said, big catches. Yeah. And he really helped us in the passing game. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? As we if, picked up on that and talked about it a little bit see, too. That, yeah, my, yeah. My, my my thing is this, like it, it are you settling if you're if if all of a sudden you're like feeling desperate and wanting to franchise tag or bring back Dalton Schultz? Maybe it's not. Well, I mean, it's not like he was your first choice last year. The yeah. market basically told him, "Hey, you're you're worth this." Yeah. And you've heard Nick Casario yeah. talk about you let him test the market and then you figure it out. So, do you go from getting Dalton Schultz at a bargain to suddenly saying, "Well, you know, we could end up doing worse." Well, you were willing to be worse last mm, year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how how that could, is it possible to say that CJ could get the most of? Johnu Smith or you're right though no offense they really haven't done a good job at tight end for they, years they haven't they haven't years. they haven't and then they finally do and now we're in this yeah. precarious situation of well do you bring him back it, you liked him at the price that you got him for last year but now has he outpriced himself outpriced himself out of your market you know like I I, I don't know and I've said this before about Dalton Schultz I feel like, you know, I feel like you kind of got to bring him back because he was productive and he was good for you. But I also wasn't overly impressed with the guy. So it's like, okay, so what do you, what do you do about that? What do you do if you want to upgrade, but you're not exactly sure if an upgrade is there? And do you want to pay premium price or or extra for what you thought was maybe the perfect price last year, the year before? I'm not, I am. I am not exactly sure. I think I was much more confident. Hey, hey, franchise Dalton Schultz or make a deal with Dalton Schultz. And now I'm just like, man, I don't. I'm not really exactly sure what they should I'm do. I'm not with in love with any of these dudes, man. Like I, I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love with two players on this team. Maybe, maybe you can talk me into other. I'm in love with C.J. Stroud and I'm in love with Will Anderson. Oh, give me and some Tank Dell. I, I can and yeah, and Tank Dell give with what he's Tank making Dale. in three years remaining. Mm-hmm. You can talk me into that. You can talk me into Stingley. No. Outside of that. I'm not in love. I'm not in love with these guys. I, w- does that mean that I don't think they can be a part of things? Who knows? But that's that's my core right there. I'm not going to fall in love because of a magical season with Nico Collins or Dalton Schultz. I like Nico. He's a good dude. Uh, works his ass off. He's had one good year, um, and he's been hurt. There's. I mean, I I need to, I need to see a little bit more before I start just feeling like I'm in love. I'm in love with Nico Collins. You make the case where Will Anderson, and CJ Stroud have had one good year. That's fine. I, I feel no. good about them, and they're going to be here for they, they, they're going to be here for cheap for for two or three more. So yeah. I'm in love with that idea. But I'm two? not in love with any of these dudes. Numero dos, cornerback man. 
Cornerback, and and I and I feel like it's the position. It's not getting enough attention. It's and you're I think, in our heads. You're I, in my head. That's I, for dang sure. I think what Landry just said though, <laughs> the not getting enough attention part, is really what's got me because it's not like anything happened at the combine over the last couple of days that's got me feeling worse about yeah. the position than I did before, as opposed to the ones that I feel better about with like say running back and how and I guess tight end the way he talked about him. Cornerback mm-hmm. is just one that I sat there and or I'm sitting there thinking about. And it, it wasn't getting any attention until we, until we started talking about Steven Nelson and his bad podcast <laughs> and how mouthy he is in the offseason and all that kind of stuff. I don't feel like we, we were giving it any attention. But, man, they don't have nobody to play on the opposite side of Stingley. of Derek Stingley. And you and, don't and, know if he's going to be healthy. Do they have a nickel? And, and, and they don't have a nickel. They, like, literally don't have – I mean, Thomas is a free agent, right? Yeah, yeah. And so is Des King's their nickel. And Des King. So, like, I'm at a point, y'all tell me if I'm crazy for this. But just, and obviously it's not my job. I don't, I don't really have to worry about it. But to just get it out of my head, to just get it off my plate, y'all tell me if I'm crazy. Man, I almost rather just run it back with Steven Nelson and Des King, so re-sign him and just let it not be hey, a I mean, concern or worry. Because no. they were good. <laughs> I, know, no. I, I get it. I get it. But they were good. No. And I am. Evaluate. I want them to evaluate and bring in someone that they like. I want them to find the next Steven Nelson. Fair enough. The next Steven Nelson that's on the back end of his 20s or something and evaluate that. But I'm with you. Like it's. It makes me nervous. Yeah, I think they maxed. I think they maxed out Des King and they maxed out Steven Nelson, and they need to improve it. But I'm with you. It is a interesting position, similar to tight end, where I don't know what they're going to do or what they should do. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at with the cornerback situation. Yeah, I don't know what they will do, and I, you know, I guess it's kind of my job to to have opinions and to tell you what I think they should do. I am not exactly sure. I'm just not. Final one. Numero tres. All right, I feel like we've kind of been on the same page for most of these. This is the one where y'all are going to kind of look at me sideways. I might as well just let you know. <laughs> Out of all positions to pick on uh-huh. this team, to not feel comfortable about or to be a little uneasy about right now, linebacker. Oh, I don't think that's nuts. Uh, that's, that's not crazy. Yeah, I don't think that's nuts. Well, and, and here's my here's my was about to say quarterback. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, quarterback. I, <laughs> Got to find a guy who can throw the ball. Yeah, quarterback. I don't know if maybe Davis Mills yeah. has a shot. I don't know. Uh, but linebacker, man. Like obviously they don't have, you know, two of their starters at linebacker are gone. You know, between Blake Cashman, you know, Denzel Perryman. All they got really a linebacker right now is Christian Harris, and you figure Henry Toto is a, is is at least a good death piece, mm-hmm. and you know he can go in there and play Mike linebacker start for you if you need him to because he did that a little bit last year. But I don't know what's going to happen with Blake Cashman. I'm worried about the Patrick Queen thing because somebody's going to pay him a lot of money. Yeah, and I am like you guys hoping, or at least for sure like Landry and Lopez. You seem to be a little bit more open to Patrick Queen from what I've heard, but I'm worried that. The place that's going to do it is the one where the head coach is a linebacker. And, and I don't know which ledger of the D'Amico dust, the pixie dust, we're going to fall on. Are they going to over over rely on the pixie dust and feel like they can just go get anybody at linebacker? Hey, we signed Blake Cashman to be a special teams guy, and then lo and behold, as Nick Casario said, we didn't have it on our bingo card, but he ended up leading us in tackles. How much of that is the D'Amico pixie dust? Yeah. Or are they going to go on the other side of the ledger and say, Hey man, this is this is the linebacker that's the head coach, and we already know D'Amico love him some good linebackers. He love does. him a linebacker. Are they gonna overly invest? Are they gonna underinvest? 
or overinvest, I feel like it could be a blind spot for this team. Brandon Scott in the building. Coming up next, let's talk about this draft. What what does B. Scott think about some of the dialogue that we've heard the last few days? What positions uh, does he think they'll go with? What positions does he think they should go with? We'll talk about that first. I want to get you to the rodeo. Whiskey Myers, they're going to be performing at the rodeo. We want you to be there. Caller number seven in the spirit of C.J. Stroud, 713-572-4610. Caller number seven, you're going to the rodeo. I'm going tomorrow. Cannot wait. You're going to go see Whiskey Myers. Good luck. Next chance to win coming up at one. Coming up, draft clues here on In the Loop. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we got D. Lyman working out at the uh, NFL Combine. Have you gathered anything from D'Amico, Nick, looked at what's going on with the Combine and thought about perhaps what direction you would like the Texans to go, or do you need to see free agency play out first? Brandon Scott with us here on In the Loop. Well, I mean, I think to have informed, like really informed takes on it, you do need to see free agency play out first. But they are like just separate entities. So based off of how the last couple of days have gone, and mm-hmm. I was hitting on this a little bit in the earlier segment, I mean, wide receiver. It's a deep wide receiver class. Probably, if I had to go two positions that feel like areas where the Texans could focus in on, specifically with that with that first round pick, mm-hmm. it's wide receiver and corner to me. There's a there's a obvious like there's a dire needed corner, and this is a deep corner draft as we know. The needed wide receiver is not as dire, but there is certainly a need. And again, it's a deep wide receiver class in terms of talent. So based off of sort of the supply and demand aspect of this, mm-hmm. I'm gleaning wide receiver corner as my spots to look see, at I'm not. for them. What, uh, do, what do you uh, think? See, I think wide receiver's got to be addressed, and maybe in a later round in the draft, but first round, I think it's going to be addressed during free agency. So I think the first round pick, maybe corner. It's a deep corner class. To, defensive line, man. I think that's where you can get, and I'm starting to, I'm starting to swoon on uh, Tavondre Sweat. Like in the first oh. round? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about that. You know how I feel about him. That I, dude, I, I admit it would be irresponsible, and I would even consider it. It's dude, ridiculous. He weighed in at 360 and changed, so he, he's back his to playing his, weight. Uh, his playing weight. That must yeah. be the limit of the scale. That's going to be one of my confessions. There's, there's two players in this draft that I'm starting. We all, we all swoon, you know. I, there's two players that I'm like, ooh, 
Uh, I'm liking him a lot, man. Yeah, Murphy and Sweat have been the guys, yeah. the local uh, Longhorns that are getting a lot of uh But either way, I think you can go D-line. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I'm just saying, I think that could be a first round I'm with you on that. Yeah. I think if, if I had to go to a third position, I think D-line would be it, yeah. it specifically on the interior like you're talking about. But, dude, the wide receivers, I mean, we had Stoops on here last week talking about Franklin. it, man. They got, like, Franklin, he was mocked to be, like, the last pick in the first round, so, like, beyond available to the Texans. Mitchell's getting love now Adonai Mitchell, you, you've got at least three dudes, it feels like, that could be available to them at that spot that I think in other drafts could go much higher than, yeah. than they will yeah. in, this, in this one. So that's, that's why that part of it intrigues me. Even though there are going to be – I agree with you that there are going to be wide receivers that are worthy, that mm -hmm. are available later on in the draft. Xavier Worthy being one of them. I didn't do that on purpose, but Xavier Worthy being one of them from Texas. But to me, like, if you can go and get some of the top-end, high-end wide receiver talent in this draft, I feel like you should do it. And this year it's is unique that you can go do it still being – at 23. Mm -hmm. If you can duplicate last year and you can find an impact player like Tank Dell in day two or something like That'd that, be or even in the back end of the first round, I think it it would go a long way. Whether it's going to be defense, offense, I think that's going to be uh, something to keep an eye on uh, for sure. It's uh, it, it's an interesting offseason. And, and the crazy thing about it is it's not realistic to expect that they're going to fill all their holes. You know, like we try to make like this perfect path towards – well, you're gonna you're gonna improve this area of your team, and then after the after free agency, you're gonna improve this area. Yeah. That's what they're gonna try to do. Yeah. But sometimes it takes, you know. Well, a that's year why you fill the roster, or a year, you know. You know the thing that we've been talking about, like these guys that you can, whether it's Blake Cashman or someone like Blake Cashman, that's where you get that. You know, you fill in those spots. You know, you're not gonna have impact big time players everywhere immediately. You know. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of my nervousness comes to or comes from. And the reason why I came in with that segment of three positions I feel good about and three positions I don't. And this has also been the lesson, not to bring it back up, but this has also been the lesson of the show feud that y'all have had over the last couple <laughs> of weeks. It's like, hey, everybody wants to upgrade. Everybody understands that they got this money and I think is on the same page in terms of wanting to spend the money. But there also is an understanding, and this is where I feel like there was some disconnect between the shows. Mm -hmm. There is an understanding that you've got to field a team and you cannot fill all the holes. You can't bring everybody back. You can't sign every free agent. You can't draft every player that you like. And so something's got to give somewhere, and we're just at a point in the offseason having not done the draft yet, having not gotten to free agency yet, to where every idea is in front yeah. of us and we can kind of toy with all of them. But at some point, obviously, the rubber gonna have to meet the road, and they're yeah. gonna have to make some business decisions. Yeah, and, and they're gonna have to figure they're gonna have to figure some stuff out. I think the one thing that's really non negotiable is you, you got to improve the run game. However, yeah. y'all want to do it, like we can have a chicken or egg uh, that you know an, an argument can break out on the on YouTube or Twitch. Well, it's the offensive line, it's the running back or whatever. But they've got to improve the run game. It's all of it though. Improving the run game, but though, priority one. Well, but, yeah, no, priority one in terms of moves that you can make in the offseason, yes, priority yeah. one is the running back. But make no mistake about it. Like, they absolutely have to improve within. Like, if this offensive line injured or not, like injuries be damned, if this offensive line looks similar to what it did this past season, I don't give a damn if they go dig up Jim Brown. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't care what they do. Like, yeah. this, this is not going to look good. It's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. So that offensive line got to be better. It's got to get whole, I think, first and foremost. You got to put guys back at their natural positions, I think, secondly. But then also, they got to just be flat out better. 
And then on top of that, you're hoping that you obviously upgrade at the at the running back position. I mean, that's step one. I mean, that's why I think that's why it's the most is because there's there's different ways that you can figure out the receiver. But but step one, based on what the draft is and stuff like you got to at least give us some sort of clear picture of what the running back room is going to look like. And to, and to be honest, wide receiver, depending on what they do during uh, free agency, if they go running back and wide receiver, whatever, you know, players you're talking about, well, then we'll know exactly what the draft could look like, you know, or we'll look, we'll have a good idea of what the draft will look like in terms of their priorities. So, so y'all aren't, y'all aren't with some of these fans that I'm seeing on Texans Twitter that are just like, man, don't invest in running back. You can have anybody go play running back. What does that mean? Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> what does that mean? Let like, me, I don't get, like, what? I, I'll tell you. I, I don't I don't agree with it, but I'll tell you, I'll tell but you what I'm saying. But the investment is not as high. As, exactly. As, it's, it's not as mm-hmm. high as the other positions, but the impact is still high. Man, i seen the dude uh, who we all know, one of the one of the more popular, well, or I should say at least, well, I don't know about popular, <laughs> but at least one of the more well-known Texas Twitter folks, Brown Chubby Bear, retweeted a I graphic. I don't even follow him anymore. <laughs> this, this dude has got, I don't even listen to, dude's listen got to a Brown list of, of Super Bowl teams that didn't pay their running back more than a million dollars. And I'm like, oh, what, God. what in the hell does that have to do with this team? Man, he, that, that is more wasted he, time. Than- he's serious, though. And and people are with this. They're like he's not the only one. He is just a he is a microcosm of the nonchalant view of the running back position. Dama doesn't don't pay him nothing. Go get anybody. But you the, don't like need using Saquon. using Super Bowl teams as like the reference is like so weird to me because like yeah, there's there, there's the Patriots and the Chiefs. Like so that's the only that's all the success that we have is we're just we're just comparing it to Super Bowl teams. Well, the thing that I don't like about it is, and I I, I get because the argument is hey you should be investing on defense and I'm with investing on defense I understand Mm -hmm. but the argument is like or my argument against it is go look at the teams that were all there with a chance to compete for a Super Bowl like the Chiefs their top running back was a late round pick, mm-hmm. but they did spend a premium draft pick on First a running round. back. They just yeah. they just didn't they get just it right. Didn't hit. Yeah. So it's, it's silly. Yeah, I, I mean it's just silly. He's also the one that said using the forty yard dash to determine success in the NFL is as useful as a toaster that only toasts on one side of the bread. I am not sure what that means. I, I Speed mean, tends to be important. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's obviously and I, and a gray I actually area. don't mind. With, do you toast both sides of the bread? I was <laughs> yeah. going to say, I don't mind having one side of my bread toasted, actually. That's a, that's a weird thing. Do you put butter and jelly on both sides? I too? mean, look, I'm not picking on the guy. I mean, it's not the end all be all. Yes, but, but, but I mean, yeah. look at everybody. Look at. Look at the obviously the San Francisco 49ers went out and got Christian McCaffrey. The Detroit Lions, they went in first round pick. They mm-hmm. spent a first round pick on Jameer Gibbs and signed David Montgomery from a division rival. Yes. Like they they took the position seriously. So like all of the, the teams that are out here winning are out here taking that position seriously. Yeah. I, I don't just look at Super Bowl and say, Okay, well, let's let's compare this. All it's, right, give me Mahomes or Brady and then we can like and then we can talk. figure some stuff out. Uh coming up next. Nick Casario says it's silly season. What could be the silliest thing that we're talking about right now that's going to make us look foolish this time next year? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, this is Nick Casario talking about uh, last year and silly season, as he puts it. Brandon Scott in the building for his weekly visit. This is what Nick Casario said yesterday live at the scouting combine, which, by the way, we'll be there uh, in about an hour with Cody Stutes, figure out what the hell's going on out there. I would just say going back to last year, there was quite a bit of misinformation out there about what happened or what the Texans were going to do. So really the only people that knew what the Texans were going to do were Coach Ryans and myself. So still a season, unfortunately. It makes for a lot of fun, makes for a lot of uh, dialogue. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. So we just try to focus on ourselves and trying to make the right decisions for our team. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Okay. Silly season, dog. You heard oh, the yeah. man. That's so, right. what could be silly? Like, what? What could be silly? Like last year, obviously, he's talking about the quarterback plans and all yeah. that chatter, trade up, all that. Um, what? What could we be talking about right now that looks silly a year from now? Yeah. I mean, the Mike Evans thing probably is, but draft related, I'm not sure. I, I think overall, off season wise, it's probably the Mike Evans thing because they're not going to pay. More than likely, not going to pay $25 million a year for a wide receiver, even though I love the receiver to death. And, yeah. they, and since it ain't my money, I'd give it to him. Yeah. But I, I get how that's going to look silly or could look silly about a year from now. Uh, I heard you mention, Lopez, the Jalen Petrie thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I, I just feel but, like. But I, but I also feel like maybe, mm-hmm. like we've done enough now commentary on this to where I feel like the narrative has kind of been set and or reset. Well, on that. my my point is more like if they just trust him and don't do much at the safety. Oh, position, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you could end up looking silly. We'd feel silly for not talking more about what I've been saying. I think they need to go after a safety. Oh, okay. I well, really do. Well, along the lines of that, I, I, logic, I'm, 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 just real quick. Go ahead, no, conversely. Finish, finish Conversely, he could make us make that look silly. They've met with like most he could, of the safeties, which they always do, but they, yeah. they've met with most of the safeties. But what I'm saying, he could kick ass and make my point look silly. Like, what were you thinking about going for another set? Look at Jalen Peach. So it could kind of go both ways. Well, the, yeah. so so along the same lines, what I would and I don't think this is gonna happen. Yeah. But what I would say would look silly based off of how I feel right now, is if they just try to run it back and then do some plug and play situation yeah. with the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, like like obviously they gotta Figure out the risk. If they don't go get a running back, that's going to be clearly silly. But if they also just think, hey, we – this position of strength and we've got Nico Collins and Tank Dell at the top of the depth chart there and all we just need is some better threes and fours, which I do think is true. But if that's all they do, if they think they just need to do the bare minimum, bare minimum at the wide receiver position, I think that could end up looking silly. And if they don't, you know, draft one of these talented wide receivers somewhere uh, come, come April. What's with all these tackle mock drafts? Dude, that drives me nuts. <laughs> they they like Titus Howard less than you do, apparently. Well, Mel Kiper came out with his that's yesterday. That's what I'm figuring. I, I, I think they just don't even know Titus Howard's 
here. But that's <laughs> wild though, because he was a first round pick. Who that's was, a sign. Who, who was later paid? Yeah, that's a sign. So, so I, I know he didn't come from a big school. And Maybe he's they played just on a bad at him team. As a guard last year, and they're like, oh, he's playing guard. That's again. probably no. I know what it is. They don't know what the hell he is. Because as I've said and as I've mentioned, the man play a different position every other year. But they're not taking a tackle. Like that that's no, that's they're asinine. Not, they're not taking a tackle. They just no. paid the tackle. All tackles. these mock drafts have clearly y'all are not up. on the mock draft central. <laughs> look, I, I know they're trading up, man. Look, they're, <laughs> and they're, this is multiples. This isn't like we saw one mock draft. No. This is like multiples. Yeah, there is an element to mock drafting that is just filling up time and space. You know what? But but this is this goes that far could beyond. Make us look silly. Ooh, if they go, if they actually they do. actually do travel, no, if they do that. That make them. Look them look silly. I was gonna say, nah, I, I'll, I'll take that because that's we actually, sleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's making them look silly. That's making them look silly. But we would look silly too because we're like, I, I, I see nothing about this that would make it make me think that they they would draft a tackle. Why does Titus Howard feel the need though on his Twitter bio to put only a right tackle? I, I like no, but my but why my does he do anything is, but, on but Twitter? My point is like they've uh, you I, got paid, but that's calling out your coaches, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you, they literally paid you top five right tackle money. You, you moved to guard. You you sucked at guard. We know that. Mm-hmm. But why why are you even doing that? That's is it a, just because is it like are you just so focused on social media to where you're sending you're a message stuff out there? Like why does he have to say that? Yeah, I don't think that that's necessary. But I will say that's the one goofy thing that he's done on social media that, that I agree that, with. That yeah. I will agree with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. But yeah. it's just but like, why would man, he do that? Well, because to hell with y'all for switching up my position because because of y'all mismanaging me now. Landry Locker think I'm just some goofy dude on Twitter who can't play football. Hey, don't think it, they haven't noticed though. Oh well, I hope they did. Yeah, I, don't think I wouldn't do it noticed. hoping. I wouldn't do it scared, hoping that they didn't notice. Yeah, this is a message to the coaches, to Nick Casario, the McNairs, them damn selves, because they got to pay him. But mm-hmm. there's a guarantee to that deal. They can't just not pay him because he's goofy on Twitter. <laughs> Look, y'all, be, y'all better put me in my at the position that I'm supposed to be at and stop. Almost cuss and stop jacking around <laughs> with my position. I do hope he's good. Like I, I'm rooting for Titus. Of Howard. course, there's, not, there's nothing like he's not. He, he's just. He's just. He's funny. He's like, interesting. I think he's funny. Yeah, he's interesting. I think he's a funny guy. The whole yeah. thing that you said earlier, though, I'm still thinking about. Like you know, if they stay pat, stand pat at the wide receiver position, there is nothing that says you should stand pat, and there's nothing about Bobby Slowick and D'Amico Ryan's that would tell me that they're gonna. I agree with that. Run it back. Like there's nothing they do, nothing they say, nothing they've said, uh, tells me, yeah, man, you know, we'll draft a, a third round wide receiver and add him to. No, I think you. I, nothing about that. They have to upgrade. No, I, I agree with you, mm-hmm. but I will point out again, Nick Casario talking yesterday, mentioning Nico Collins unsolicited, saying he's going to get a question about it, and mm-hmm. he didn't until later on yeah. after the scrum, after the the main media scrum, like that. That to me shows that it is at least already on their mind that Nico Collins could be somebody that they end up having to pay. That's we, fine. We, which is fine. But I want a bargain. No, I get that. I no, want a bargain. But what I'm saying is under that, 20, under 20. I think that's what Nico is doing, and that's why he's dropping his name. But here's the issue. I wonder if that type of thinking could lead them to believe that they have more at the wide receiver position no, than they actually I have. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't so. That. But I, yeah. but I, but you're talking about what can we look silly about. Yeah. That could be the thing. There's no I, I don't think that, that, that they'll do that, but if they do – They'll look silly, and I look silly for not thinking that they do it. Yeah. Let's say, let's say you and I, like are, uh, uh, me, Lopez, Figgy, and B. Scott, are sitting in this room, and we're talking. And all of a sudden, the studio door opens, and in walks Bobby Slowick, D'Amico Ryan's, Nick Casario, Scout Goodhair, James Lifford. They sit down, and we're just having like a, a conversation about the wide receiver position, and we and we throw Nico and Tank to the side. Mm-hmm. What do you think that they think about their guys three through five? 
Uh, Mechie. I think they got Xavier a lot of respect Hutchinson. for for Robert. Where respect doesn't get you wins. That's why I worded it the way that I worded <laughs> it. Respect doesn't get you wins. I think uh, replaceable parts. Well, I yes. mean, I, I think yeah. must be replaced. I don't yeah. even think yeah. replaced, but I think must be yeah. replaced. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, there is nothing about this position group and about the guys who run this team that tell me they're not going to try to upgrade. And and frankly, Landry, what you said, I thought about this earlier when I was when we were talking about this. I think Nick Casario is bringing up Nico, you know, unsolicited. Because he wants that bargain deal. Yeah, I think should. he actually wants to negotiate with Nico because he sure as hell ain't going to pay him twenty five million, twenty three million, or whatever it is. But maybe he, I think he's going to. He, I or, think he's, or, he's or like, wants to pay him before it gets to that point. That's where the saying. price of the he brick wants, goes up. He yeah. wants to negotiate with him. Let's get it done because that way you're locked up for a few years and we're not paying you twenty. Same thing they did with Titus last year. My exactly. Thing, my, my thing would be like, like, what does Nico think? Like, there, I don't think there's any way. Like, do you think Nico has the confidence to go out there and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna establish myself as like a twenty five mil plus receiver? Like, it almost makes sense for Nico to to mm-hmm. meet them in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives them the flexibility, it's whether it's free agent or otherwise, to bring in another guy. I mean, he, he's he's been hurt a lot. He's mm-hmm. been he's been nicked up. Like if you if you can go there, if you can get him for less than twenty mil, let's okay. go. That's cool. And let's go. Every time we have this Nico conversation, and, and this little apply, see Titus Howard. You know what I mean? Well, what like, I said, that's what like I said. A, be getting paid a year early or getting the extension a year before it's necessary. Hey, see Titus Howard. Titus Howard got paid coming off of a pretty good right tackle year. Then they mess him around and put him at uh, – well, he's hurt. He starts the season off hurt. Yeah. And then he goes to guard and he's not good. And now nobody knows who he is. People, right. people are mocking uh, players and that's to, why said, to go to his team and his position. Did you learn nothing from Titus Howard? Yeah. That's why I think he wants – he did learn something. But, I think he wants to negotiate, get him at whatever that number is under 20, but sure as hell ain't going to get him at 25. But to your question, Landry, like what are they saying if they come in here and had this conversation about the wide receiver group? I feel like we got a window into it over the last couple of days when you hear D'Amico Ryan's talking about needing separators, mm-hmm. and then the next day you hear Nick Casario mentioned by name only Nico Collins and Tank Dell as if they're the only wide receivers on the team. Yeah. So is it coincidence that Robert Woods and John Mechie, who struggled toward the end of the season to separate and to gain separation and to get open and catch the ball, that they didn't get mentioned in that little di- uh, soliloquy? No. So, yeah, no, they, they obviously got to do something there. Let's play the hits here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. couple NFL updates. Uh, the Colts, they could franchise tag Michael Pittman Jr. if they don't reach a long-term deal uh, with him. Uh, the franchise tag, I think, is around $21 million. Michael Pittman Jr. last year, 109 catches, 1,152 yards, four touchdowns. Hey, I didn't. I didn't like your Michael Pittman uh, quarterback list that you that you rattled off there. What do you mean? I just I didn't think that it made your point. I thought the only quarterback that you named was Sam Ellinger that made your point about what all them other quarterbacks who were not good were still better than Davis Mills. I thought. Yeah, but it's a lot of quarterbacks. But they weren't. Scott. They I mean, weren't the name that they were. I mean, he had he had old Philip Rivers. Yeah. Old, uh, better than Wash, Davis Mills. Wash Carson. Wentz, better than Davis Mills. Uh, washed Matt Ryan. Better than Davis Mills. Sam Ellinger. Not Foles, better than Davis Mills. and Gardner Minshew better in AR-15. He's played with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quarterbacks. None as good as C.J. Stroud. And, and But if, six better than the ones that Nico Collins played with in his first two years. Well, he when he played. 
Right. Because Michael Pittman's missed five games Fair in enough. his entire career. Not, not, and Nico's missed 13. I'll allow that. I'll take but, that. But I'll there's no, there, there's, there's no, <laughs> my point is Michael Pittman has never played with a consistent quarterback. He's never played with a good quarterback, a quarterback as good as CJ Stroud. And he's, he's produced at a decent level. I don't like, I, it was more so, and I'm not going to use the straw man Barkley segment. It was more so Sean Pendergast mm-hmm. at Sean T. Pendergast on Twitter, the guy who st- speaks at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. face of the station, saying that, oh, have at it, Colts, if you want to franchise tag Michael Pittman Jr., no. but then saying, oh, Nico Collins, I'd pay him $25 million. <laughs> okay, yeah, that right. was my like that right. was my thing. It wasn't like a tiptoe around. It's a guy who's missed 13 games compared to five in a shorter time who hasn't really played with a quarterback who's produced at a decent level versus Nico Collins. I, I don't put my chin up to Michael Pittman Jr. I think there might be some unrealized potential I mean, there. you went through him earlier. His numbers are just flat out better. Yeah. Than Nico Collins. Fair enough. And Sean, yeah. and Sean, by the way, for for a man who's had some success in this life, both in radio and even before sales, that man do not like spending money. Apparently, yeah. Or, or, or no, doesn't he likes like spending, spending it on guys like Dalton Schultz or Nico. I think it's weird. He wants to run it back with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Sean Sean Pendergast, and this is this is not bringing on past arguments. <laughs> this is this is new. Love yeah, you. big deal. Okay. This love, is new. Love you, Sean. Sean Pendergast, like if you're, I, I know he lives in that high rise uh-huh. over there. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening and and you know the high rise that Sean lives in, up his rent by three thousand next year. He will be happy to pay it. What are you doing? All right, whatever, dude. Up his rent, up <laughs> his rent by three thousand because he will be happy to pay it, much like he wants to pay Nico Collins twenty five million, <laughs> and he wants to franchise tag Dalton Schultz. So if you're listening, if you want to make some bread, up that rent by three thousand a Lord. month. Quadruple it. <laughs> here's chris ballard uh speaking of uh quarterback play anthony richardson he has started throwing here's chris ballard on the latest on anthony richardson um he started throwing he's on a rehab program we're not gonna i mean i lived through the last one okay and i learned a lot of lessons living through the last one so forgive me for being a little cautious and anthony i, mean, I know anthony's made some statements that it's important to be ahead of schedule well you know we're here to pull the reins to make sure we don't get too far ahead of schedule and we're staying with whatever the doctors are telling us. So, But he's in good shape. He's throwing. He's got a good throwing program. Got pe- good people working with him. So I, I'm encouraged about where he's at and where he's going. And All right. There you go. Andrew Luck, lesson for all. <laughs> yeah, don't take it for granted. Don't yeah. expect the QB to do yeah. too much. Yeah, man. I'm mm-hmm. going to be interested to see what, what Richardson looks like. Now, the other thing about him, mm-hmm. they're going to have Jonathan Taylor all year next year. Big help. Well, I mean, yeah. if if he's going to run like he did that final game against the Texans and you combine the athleticism with Anthony Richardson and the God. ability to do things. That was a nightmare. That could be a problem. <laughs> I, I feel like we'll know early, though, because we do know – the one thing that we do know is that Shane Steichen is good. Yeah. And so if Shane, really if mm-hmm. Shane Steichen can't get it out of him, then it ain't going to be got. Yeah. I, yeah. Do, I do believe I that. I think that's a great point. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. B. Scott, appreciate you for coming through. Yes, sir. The three and three, if you want to go back and look at that at 11 o'clock. We're going to take a live trip to Indianapolis uh, coming up. Also going to hear from one of the more polarizing prospects in the draft uh, for, for reasons that you may be able to relate to. That's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.